Hello, this is Peter Woolfolk, producer and host of the Public Relations Review podcast. When I conceived this program, my idea was to provide public relations practitioners with a wide variety of solid, useful information and guidance from public relations professionals across America. And we are doing that. I will continue to cover important topics such as crisis communications and artificial intelligence and other such important topics. But I will also address other issues such as diversity in public relations, marketing to women, public relations trends, various data concerns, and much more. From time to time, I will also invite vendors of public relations products on to help you better understand how these products can improve your efficiency and your effectiveness. You will learn a lot from our podcast, so thank you for listening, and please inform your colleagues about the Public Relations Review podcast and continue listening. Thank you so very much. Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review podcast, a program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals educators, authors, and others. Now, here is your host, Peter Woolfolk. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Public Relations Review. Today, our topic will address some of the public relations trends for 2019. My guest today is the Public Relations Director for Media Frenzy Global. They have offices both in London, England, and Atlanta, Georgia. So today I'm welcoming Nakia Adolfi. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much, Peter, for having me. It's great to be here. It's great to join you. Thank you. Now, you recently wrote an article identifying four trends you believe public relations professionals should have a firm grasp of. So would you identify, one, what those trends are, and then why they're important for public relations professionals? Well, yeah, you know, first and foremost, I mean, I think it's important for for PR professionals to really kind of take heed to what we see, what we're seeing um, as it relates to the digital age. Um, you know, when I graduated college a little over a decade ago, a lot of things have you know were a lot different than how they are today. So I think that it's really important for um, those PR professionals just to kind of understand the trends that are going on and really know that you know what what we sort of learned or been accustomed to um, in the past is not as practical as it is in today's age. And that also requires us to kind of adopt more, more of a better skill set to really understand, you know, where the digital media landscape is going, you know, what, what businesses and what companies are needed to, um, what they need in their, you know, their PR and marketing efforts to kind of go to the next level. And just understanding that with PR shrinking, and so that's really requiring us to have a completely different mindset in the way that we go about just our, our day-to-day and, and, and just the way that we practice on a day-to-day. Well, one of the things you mentioned, of course, is the, uh, the, the quick growth of storytelling. So go into a bit more detail about why that's so important. Well, storytelling, you know, it, traditionally we're, we're sort of uh, trained to tell stories by way of, you know, words and that sort of, you know, model. But I think with storytelling, I think it's important for us to really take um, a deeper level 
and really start to expand um, our skill sets beyond the written word. So really, you know, that kind of requires us to sharpen our craft with that where we can actually really look to look at those brands that, are, that really, you know, the audiences that crave that authenticity out of those brands and really driving how the brands will approach that content. So in part of storytelling, you know, we're starting to see virtual reality, augmented reality, those different things that are sort of popping up um, that can be fused into the storytelling in a different, different way. It's just giving a deeper and more emotional connection to the way that we as PR professionals um, really kind of go after or really tell those stories. So, you know, you have the VR360 program that the Online News Association has um, where you're able to really kind of go in the lens of a, a digital journalist and be able to tell those stories in, in different ways that's more visual and has that visual element to it. So I think as part of that, it's important for um, PR professionals to kind of take heed to some of those different you know programs and resources that are out there to where you can tell those stories in, in, a, in a different way. You know, one of the things that in your article that really caught my attention was the fact that uh, your firm had uh, developed uh, the holographic press release. Tell us a bit about mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, so we actually, um, you know, partnered with one of our partners, Kathy Hackle, you are here, to really form, again, as you said, the holographic press release, which was an augmented um, version of, you know, where you can actually, you know, tap into Snapchat or your Instagram stories and literally pull up a visual element of someone speaking to you and, and actually sharing, you know, news um, of a recent update or of a, of a brand. So, you know, the, the holographic press release, we actually, um, it was actually launched at PRSA last year. And, you know, it, it just, again, going back to taking the narrative to the next level, getting creative, that's really the sort of thinking behind the, the holographic press release to be able to really tell those stories in a more immersive way aside of, again, with the written press release, which the written press release was, the first written press release was actually um, disseminated back in 1905, 1906. So oh my goodness. more than a century ago, yes. <laughs> um, and it's surprising that you, you would think as, as much as marketing has transcended and, and shifted and transformed, that PR would do the same. And, and it's, the truth is that, you know, we're, we're in an industry that's, that's really slow to transform. So... The holographic press release is really intended to really change that mindset and think about ways where we're kind of taking that digital storytelling to the next level. You know, I can certainly appreciate that. my, My question right now is, if someone receives a holographic press release, will it require any special equipment or adaptation to a computer or to a tablet to be able to see it? Not at all. You, you literally pull it up through, um, your Snapchat, if you had a, have a Snapchat, there's an actual filter that's available where you can literally pull up the holographic press release and try it out. So um, it's available through Snapchat, your iPhone or Android. It's also available through your Instagram stories where, you you know, you have the capability of utilizing it through, you know, it is a location, it is location-based. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that, in terms of of a user perspective, it's easy to kind of use that immediately and not have to 
have any additional equipment or resources to take advantage of it. So it's really great, really cool. Well, it sounds great. I'm wondering also, does it show well, let's say, on television? Because holographic obviously is a visual medium. Uh, does it translate easily to uh, television uh, exposure? Well, we have we haven't we haven't touched, scratched that surface yet. So to be to be continued. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> that the this, this really sounds exciting, and I'd actually like to have a chance to to see that myself. But um, one of the other things you also mentioned uh, in your article was that public relations professionals need to expand their skill sets. So mm-hmm. a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, going back to the idea that, you know, the reality is that PR is shrinking and you have, you know, other advents like social media that's really kind of really started to take a life of its own and other forms of marketing where it's everything is starting to merge together. Mm-hmm. So what you're seeing is that the stories that we're telling um, to, to the media you know, are going to also, they're going to resonate in some sort of a way across social media channels, as well as marketing. Everything sort of has to kind of, it has to be some sort of fluidity in those, in those stories have to, to mirror. So, you know, when we're talking about expanding the skill sets, I think that what I like to kind of think about is the PESO model. And the PESO model is really kind of thinking beyond that traditional PR practice and really forcing PR professionals to think in other related roles, like a digital marketer, like a social media manager, like a social media strategist. And, and the PACE model takes on four types of media. That's paid, earned, shared, and owned, which is that's the acronym, what it, stands, okay. what it stands for. And really just blending those together. You know, you, when you talk about paid, it doesn't have to refer to, you know, big budget commercial or, you know, really super creative print ad paid media when you're talking about it from a PR perspective can any can be anything such as advertising on social media or email marketing you know when you think about the Instagram story ads or Facebook ads kind of using that into the program as well is really what you know that paid element is about Mm -hmm. and then you think about earned media which is you know traditionally what we are sort of trained to do as PR professionals being able to then amplify that um, the coverage that we get for our clients, and you know, one of the I think it's one of the the items that we do really well. So again, fusing that into that that model into your you know to your profession, the shared model kind of really goes back to the social media element or that you know that owned curated uh, content, which you know we know that is always evolving. You know, we start to see a lot of companies like Wendy's. They utilize Twitter as really their, their one of their core source of communications. So that's you know that shared piece is really about building a trusted community and then also creating that engagement that goes with it because you can't have a great following and not have engagement. Engagement is mm-hmm. is the key to really um, growing and starting a conversation. And then the own media, you know, that's that's just content that you own, that you curate. You know, it lives on your website, it lives on your blog. You control that message, and you tell that story in a way that you want it to be told. So you own that. So that can be, again, anything anything that relates to 
really, you know, an opinion piece or a thought piece of something that's owned. And you can repurpose that for SEO purposes to, you know, to enhance your your clients following, um, you know, site traffic. All these things go hand in hand. So that's really what, in, in the article, where, you know, I really wanted to unpack what it means for PR professionals to really kind of stretch their mindset and really think beyond what we have been traditionally trained um, to to do in that, you know, media relations and writing. It, it goes beyond that. Um, you know, I was just reading an article the other day where it said that, you know, PR the PR industry hasn't decreased yet. It's actually there's been more of a uh, of a shift to where journalists have 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 shifted over to more content specialists or social media specialists. You know that it's really about content. Content is the the core source and key factor in the way that we're really kind of taking things to the next level and taking our industry to the next level. You know, it's interesting that that you mentioned storytelling because when you look on uh, the contact section for some newspapers, uh, the way they're labeling the reporters—they used to be labeled as reporters, but uh, they're storytellers now, or they're—they've got a lot mm-hmm. of different labels that uh, it, it does not allow you to pigeonhole them. In other words, they used to be either um, an educational reporter or a finance reporter or whatever it happened to be, but it's, it's that labeling now has pretty much obscured what they really cover. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, again, it's not, it goes beyond just the, you know, being being a journalist and, and getting the facts. It's really about, you know, how are you using other channels and mm-hmm. really building conversations on other channels like, you know, social media and, and email marketing, you know, that content piece. Um, it, it even goes beyond just the written word, rich pieces of content, which we like to call, you know, like those different videos. How are you amplifying that? and telling your story in a different way. So, yeah. Well, I'm really, really happy that you're able to provide, provide our listeners with this information. And then, as we you just mentioned, how content grows, that's, uh, that's another element of one of the other trends that, that you see that practitioners really have to get their hands around. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So here's the other, uh, I think probably the fourth piece here is, is, is measurement how that improves and integrates into how we use the information we have, uh, how it drives decision-making. So maybe you perhaps want to touch on that as well. Absolutely. I mean, I think in the PR industry, we have long, um, you know, been challenged with proving the impact mm-hmm. um, that PR really makes to a brand's bottom line. It's, it's always been a challenge. I mean, it's, you know, I've, I've worked across many both agency and corporate environments, and it's always something where ROI is really hard to, you know, it's, it's really hard to to really get that uh, that core answer and what, what our ROI is. And so now, you know, we, we have so much more access to information through these digital channels. And because of that, transparency is, like, critical critical for, you know, the clients that you work with, companies, they are always going to, you know, have some sort of touch points or access to information that really requires you as a PR professional to be transparent. So, you know, we see clients want a deeper understanding of their ROI, you know, why they, not necessarily the what, but why 
you know, why this impacts them. And so it was really important to understand, one, the KPIs, those key performance indicators that really matters most to your clients, and that, you know, that will vary according to, you know, the company or a brand and, and what their goals are. But then you also want to make sure that you utilize some intuitive tools out there to be able to access those different, you know, those different metrics. Um, one of the things that we at Media Frenzy have been putting together, we've recently launched, is our PR and health brand scores. And what that does is it actually measures the overall wellness of a company's PR or marketing efforts that we look at your brand share of voice and how you compare and stack up to several of your competitors in the industry. Um, We also look at, you know, the type of coverage that you have. What what does this look like? And is it really reaching your target audience? Mm -hmm. So, you know, all those things that are really important and they shape the way that one that, you know, the relationship that you have with the client, you know, the more transparent that you are, and the more that you sort of kind of understand what their expectations are from a measurement perspective, then it, it, it really is kind of makes the case for that, for measurement. And I think that customizing that to your client's needs is important, you know, as you start to kind of think about the importance of, of you know, utilizing different measurement tools. You know, one, as I listen to you, trying to make a distinction between measurement and return on investment between, let's say, a commercial organization and a non-profit organization. And yes, I can certainly hear there's some similarities there because for non-profits, they're perhaps wondering, did that drive additional donations to us as compared Mm to um, uh, the commercial company wants to know, did that increase sales at all? Yeah. So because... Yeah, I mean... No, I was about to say that that was one of the, that's going to be one of my other topics later on is the importance of public relations for nonprofit organizations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, I, again, I think it just goes back to really understanding what that, what the goals are of that organization. What, what are their goals and how does it stack up when you're, when you're looking at the, the overall strategy of your PR marketing efforts? And then what, you know, what sort of metrics matter in the measurement process. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to, to hear about that, um, that topic. <laughs> and when you have it on the show, I definitely will be tuning in. Well, I will actually, uh, one, as I mentioned to you earlier, all of our guests get a copy of the show, so you certainly get a copy of this one. But I just, uh, because when you think about some, uh, some nonprofits, and actually at this stage, most of them are beginning to better understand that uh, as a nonprofit, you really need, as a matter of fact, let me put it a different way. They can't afford not to have public relations because mm-hmm. having it helps people understand what their, um, what it is that they do, how well they do it, and how people can benefit from the contributions that they make, that sort of thing. Commercially, yeah. I, you know, first people want to know who they're dealing with about the product, customer service, all those other kinds of things as well. And as you said, eventually this all leads to the bottom line. How much did we sell? How much money did we make per unit or, or whatever right. measurement they're, they're using? Yep, yep. I mean, 
again, I think that it's a it's a regardless, you know, nonprofit, for profit, it's it's a noisy marketplace. <laughs> Very competitive, you know, and you you have to you have to be able to stand out. Mm-hmm. And a part of standing out requires you to hone in on have a unique voice be able to tell that voice in a, in a very clear way and having PR agency to help do that for you. So totally agree with you. Well, let me say this. You have really provided us with some very, very uh, fascinating information. I am certainly happy that you have uh, been able to join us or were able to join us uh, today for the public relations review and um, I am going to be very, very pleased to uh, get this up on our multiple uh, platforms, probably in the next few days. And uh, okay. I really appreciate your uh, taking the time to um, to join us today. Thank you so much. It's been it's been a pleasure. Um, would love to come back anytime, Peter. But yes, thank you so much. I, I had a great time chatting about you know the trends that we we need to sort of take advantage of, and, and hope that I can be of assistance to anyone as they start to kind of navigate how to expand their skill set. So. And Nakia, thank you so much for joining us today. We've really appreciated your insights. And uh, to all of our listeners, thank you for listening. And please join us again for our next edition of Public Relations Review. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies an award-winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us.